if you are an old man and a young man or a young man and an old man's body whose joints don't work after working out for the first time in three weeks clap your hands I'm dying mm. I didn't work out today but your bits my bits <laughs> <laughs> I think the music stopped. I can't hear it. I don't even know how long it is. <laughs> it's only... I mean, it comes in 10 seconds. I know, but I try to count to 10 seconds. I'm like, oh, that might have been a minute. It might have been 10 seconds. <laughs> I can't count. I don't think I can This count. is when we find out that you're actually a it. So we always talk about me being, like, kind of dumb. And then as we find out where you actually can't read, write, or count. Oh, no, but you're book smart. I'm street smart. Is that what it is? <laughs> I think that's what it is. I am not book smart or street smart, I'm afraid. <laughs> Nah, you're like an analyst. <laughs> yeah, an analyst, but like, that's not really like analyst stuff, or at least what I do. You just analyze, tell the computer to do things, and then give it to other people. And then they kind of make the decisions after that. Oh. I know why I didn't hear the music because I muted that track I laid on. I know why now. I didn't hear the music because of that reason. Because I think it made sense. Me and Luna were farting about it, so I was like, I'll just mute that so we can have fun, play about. She was singing songs. Love but it. yeah, analyst stuff, like, or at least what I do, I just like, all the data already exists, I just put it in like a pretty graph. That's pretty much my job. Making pretty cool. numbers look cute. Nice. Those cute numbers. <laughs> like, I am the pimp and the numbers are my hose. I can fuck those numbers up. <laughs> Anyway, 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 hello, hi, welcome to episode 31 of Dead End Friends podcast, podcast for two dudes who don't know anything, talk about everything, um, you can find us on all the places, you know where we are, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, is that what it's called anymore, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, Podcast app, podcast app, uh, you can find us on YouTube, just search Dead End Friends podcast on the Google and you'll get stuff. It um, will be there. Follow us on Instagram at Dead End Friends Podcast, where we post something sometimes. Um, sometimes, sometimes. My name is Craig Jimson, and I am Gary Gordon. This week, never feels natural saying your own name, does it? No, it feels a bit weird. I know. Sorry, to cut you off, but it does. It it, it bugs me every week. I'm just like, <laughs> say my own name, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can do the, the we can do the other way round then. Well, my name is an alliteration, so I already sound like a radio DJ. Imagine me on Clyde One. GG and the DJ. GGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGG
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking top class yeah, human being. Reminds me of Duncan. Community. I used to go to his house and cut his hair. Uh-huh. We just sit and watch a couple of episodes of Community, get some pizza. Oh, really? Yeah. That is like the cutest love story of yeah, all time. We used to do it all the time. It's just like the origin story of the bromance that you guys have. Anyway, like... my name sucks and I don't like saying it. <laughs> I'll say it for you. Don't say my name. I just like, I'm Keep my name Simpson, out your mouth. And he is a guy. I am the other one. <laughs> the guy that's with me <laughs> has to be here. Well, this week, uh-huh. <clears throat> we're going to be busy. We're going to be busy. It's a big one. It's a big one. I've been writing stuff down. Yeah, that's dangerous at the best of times. <laughs> Wex, I can't spell. <laughs> you know, you analysts. Right, like. well, what you need to do for me, you know the drill, you know what's coming. Oh, God. I need you to give me a theme tune. I know, this has been coming all day. I mean, try to think of one. <laughs> Don't think. Don't overthink shit. Kenny Beats. D O T S. Dots. I think that's just red hot chili peppers. It does sound like a flea bass line. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Is it? <laughs> Probably. Sorry, I Here, owe you just, 25 pence. Just to go off on a, a fucking. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Yes, I saw it. Okay, cool. I'm in his head. <laughs> what was I going to say? they're playing here with Anderson Pack and Thundercat that's not what I was going to say oh it was ah you got me and you yeah. <laughs> you seen the states it's like Haim and the Strokes and yeah like the fucking the wild. support but then Red Hot Chili Peppers have played so it's like oh, I don't want to have to pay six million pounds to see paedophiles it's exactly what I said to him I was like we, you would need to go to Bella Houston Park first of all which, which is isn't that far away but it's dreadful it's a nice park Built down a hill there. <laughs> On my micro scooter. It's fucking. I'm getting bombing it down the. T- the <laughs> down the when scale. was this? Like last week? Oh, no, when I was an actual child. <laughs> and when you're going that fast, you start getting like the. Speed wobbles. The, the wobbles. Yeah. I was wibbling and wobbling all over the place, man. I was just like. <laughs> I was away. <laughs> I just remember it coming from underneath me, and obviously it shot forward, but shot me forward. I just remember like. Bashing my fucking elbows off the ground. It's a great time. War wounds, man. War wounds. Gone. Fucking razor scooters. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are a danger to society. Anyway, he did a he did a theme song for a reason. This week is the return, the long-awaited return. The yeah, the long. That's that's a very nice way of putting it. I keep I keep talking about doing it, and then I don't do it. Anyway, this week is the return of dead end conspiracies. And this oh. one is a big one. I wrote so much stuff down because I like. I don't know if you can see it, but there's another screen. I yeah, that's what I I look off to the side a little bit every so often, and I'm realizing that. I mean, audio listeners obviously can't, but if you're on that over there, then you can't see it. Um, I, I'm looking forward to doing this, so I don't need to think about it again. Nice, because, like reading stuff. Because I was like reading. <clears throat> different articles and then I was looking at like the sources of the articles which went into more detail about things mm-hmm. and then they had sources which had more detail about things so I got in like a bit of a, bit of a dark place reading this stuff because oh, it's gross some of the shit in this is gross am I going to have nightmares? no I'm so sensitive I've I've left that it's not clean but it doesn't go into like gory detail I'm not I don't want to go into gory detail because I, I will not be sleeping much tonight, as it is. Never mind, fucking 
putting that on you as well. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because I was like going into like Vietnam flashback shit. Bit of a trigger warning for anyone. I will be talking about murder. I will be talking about serial killings. I will be talking about strangulation and sexual assault and a bit of rape. So mm. you've been warned. If any of that stuff makes you a bit queasy, I'm not going into super detail. But even if the thought How of it makes you queasy, turn this off. <laughs> can I turn it off? I think you can. You've tuned me out plenty of times. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> so if any of that kind of shit makes you uneasy, makes you queasy, makes you a little bit don't want to be squeezy, then turn this off. Or or I'll figure out when you can come back in. <laughs> I'll put a timestamp in and I'll just come back in and re-record myself saying go 2 minute 45 second 39 to hear us talk about the playlist. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the more shortest po- like, podcast ever. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Right, so, go on then, hit me with it. Right, what are you going to ruin my day with? I've written a proper like scribble. Look like, at the fucking nick of that. That is, Huge. I mean, you've used a word that is quite telling. Nick? So, <laughs> yes <laughs> so today we're bringing dead end conspiracies closer to home mm. so usually when you plan a deep dive into like crazy mysteries conspiracy theories or dark serial killer stories you tend to look up the extensively covered the more mainstream stories yes that we've been exposed to for years you look to the united states obviously because there's over 3,200 known serial killers. And they're all bonkers, so they all want to kill at least one person. That's insane. Man. Most, like, so many, have guns? The, so many of the serial killers and stuff is like all about like insurance money and shit. Excuse me. It's so nuts because they're so like, consumed yeah. with cash. Yeah, that's a, that's a sad example. It's so insane. Or you, or you can look to the days of the Soviet Union with names like... Listen to this. The Wolf of Moscow, Vasil Komarov, known to have murdered 33 men between 1921 and 1923. Or Two years? Yes. My dude worked fast. <laughs> Jeez. <coughs> or the Butcher of Rostov, Andrea Chikatilo, who was convicted. Bet that's not how you say that. And Andrei Chikatilo. It is? Bet it's not. I looked it up. That's how you say his name. Andrei Chikatilo. I think Andrew's chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> he was convicted of the murder of 53 women and children between 1978 and 1990. But... Lazy. Now, this week's DC story, Dead End Conspiracy Story, mm, nice. is one that has been featured and investigated heavily right here in Scotland <gasps> for 50 years. Oh, Closer no. to home... With one of the most extensive manhunts in Scottish criminal history. The perpetrator in this week's story has never been identified. The case to this day remains unsolved. That's right. This week, we're talking about the most infamous and elusive serial killer in Scotland's history. Elton John. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Bible John. Ah, You're close. close, close. Not far off. Not far so before i get into the story uh the source of pretty much all this information um comes from 
Reddit user Benedict, I'm going to say the eighth. I don't understand Roman numerals. Benedict the eighth underscore black who well, posted. 13. Who post, is that 13? <laughs> 13. Benedict 13 underscore black. Uh, he posted like a full breakdown on um, Unsolved Mysteries of just fucking everything. It's insane how much Do detail is. No, you would hate it. Would I? You would hate it. It just seems like everything's happening on Reddit. How will I be left out? Everything happened on Reddit up until about a year ago. And now it's just like, it is just bum fights, <laughs> if I'm being honest. It is bum fights and American <sighs> people going and sitting at each other. That's I like bum fights. That sounds all fun. it is now. It's not great. Since I moved that bridge and I really miss a good bum fight. <laughs> <laughs> I get up fucking skilled. Yeah. That's what happens, man. Right, um, I'll put a list of all the sources that he uh, he listed. I'll, I'll put it on our uh, Instagram stories. Um, just if anybody's wanting to go and read into it, if you want to do a bit of deep diving of your own, because I've obviously done certain things. I've not put everything into it. So if this is something that interests you or piques your interest as we talk about it, you can go and have a look for yourself. Um, and please, if there's anything I get wrong... Or fuck up. Call us out. Tell me. I want to fight with people on the internet. I'll tell you you're wrong about <laughs> you us being wrong. Don't fucking look at the Instagram. So I go on every now and then. You know? I go on every now and then. <laughs> um, I'm not a professional at this kind of stuff, so I'm just Obviously. pulling pulling stuff together and then talking about it. So if we fuck something up, tell us, and uh, we can get better at doing dead end conspiracy episodes. Right, housekeeping done. Nice. Signed Check. off. Checked. Right. So let's talk about fucking Bible John. Bible Little Tecca John. Santi. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Bible John is an unidentified serial killer who's believed to have murdered three young women between 1969 and, no, 1968 and 1969 in Glasgow. His victims were all young brunette women between the ages of th- 25 and 35, all of whom met their murderer at the Badlands Ballroom. At the dancing. At the dancing. At the dancing. You dancing. The moniker Bible John comes from the killer having repeatedly quoted from the Bible and to have condemned any form of adultery while in company of his final victim. How did they know that though? Well, I'll get into that. Okay. I have I have that. Because that was the first qu- that was I already a have questions thing. on the intros. But like hit me with the questions. Because I might not know it, and I'll tell you I don't know. <laughs> I just asked you a question, you told me to shut up. No, because I'm ahead. not going to tell you the new, because then it'll just ruin the bit that I've fucking written down. I put a lot of work into this. So you will do what I've written down, and then you'll just accept that. If you have questions, you can wait until the end. <laughs> right, so, <coughs> look at the timeline of events, what happened. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, February 22nd, 1968. It's a good year. Do you remember? Patricia Docker, a 25-year-old nurse, tells her family that she's going out dancing that evening. Initially, she had visited the majestic ballroom. Do you use that word or do you use that word? That's the name. Oh. It's not the Badlands. It's another ballroom that was in Glasgow somewhere called Majestic Ballroom. So, if you were around in 1968... (laughs) Let well, us know if you went to the Majestic. It picks on your Apple phone. <laughs> Show us. 
But at some point during the evening, she had travelled to the Barrowlands. It's thought that she had went to attend the Over 25s night, the night the club hosted on Thursdays. As mentioned before, the Barrowlands is a key location in the three homicides, and it is here where Patricia is believed to have met her killer. It's getting deep, man. The morning of 23rd of February 1968, the next day, Patricia did not return home to her parents where she Uh and her four-year-old son lived. The house is a few miles south of the city centre. Her parents called the the police to report her missing, sadly unaware that only a few streets away their daughter has been found brutally murdered. So Patricia's body was found by a man walking to work early in the morning of the 23rd in the doorway of a lock-up garage at Carmichael Place, Battlefield. Which is three seconds that way. Yeah, I was going to say. It's like... It's the end of the road. That no, that way. Carmichael Place is over there. Really? Yes. So the lock-ups. See where, see where yeah, the school yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, lock-ups are the side of the school. Oh my God. Yeah. Bruh. It's nuts. Bruh. I didn't realise... Honestly, I know everybody likes to make jokes. jacking off over it now. You're like, yes, Bible God. He was like, yeah, no, fucking God. Because I remember, th- I remember, like, a guy I used to work with, he thought I was, like, like that. Like, pure <laughs> wanking over serial killers and stuff. <laughs> I actually thought I was. And I remember telling him, he was like, so where do you stay? I was like, oh, I stay in Battlefield. And he was like, away. I was like, what? You've researched and got all you who stay That's, where, that's where I live. And he was just like, right. Where about some battlefield? I'm like, eh, my street name. And he was like, right, isn't that where Bible John killed somebody? <laughs> I'm like, but at this point, honestly, I was like, who's Bible John? Oh, who's Bible John? But he was like convinced I was like, yeah, man, found it, moved there, go and sit in the fucking lockup every like day. He went to work wearing like a long leather trench coat, <laughs> <laughs> like Matrix glasses. <laughs> Listen like, to Marlon like, Mans with a bandana on. Like, this was the dude that like, he spoke about fucking murders and shit more than I did and then he was fucking trying to like I thought these were birds of a feather flock together mm-hmm. that's all it was because he used to talk about like how fucking I can't remember who it was but it was another serial killer it used to wear like a jumper as trousers or like underneath his trousers because it was easier for him to like pull out his piece what <laughs> what yeah sorry what I can't remember the whole... I need to find that one for like the next episode. Fuck this guy. That guy sounds more interesting. What? <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, we might actually be talking about him at some point because he might be connected to this. So it might be someday, I think. Wow. Yeah. But I'll look at it. I'll make sure. Right. Where was I? Patricia's body. Yeah, she was found. She had been sexually assaulted and when found, she was wearing nothing but a shoe. The post-mortem determined she had been strangled by some kind of ligature, but only after having been repeatedly punched and or kicked. Patricia had also been menstruating at the time of her murder. I know that seems very kind of not necessary point, Yeah, but keep that in mind. Also, kicking and punching someone to death, that is so much work. I'm lazy, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm getting a shank. I, I, I'm no punching you to death. I don't think I could. I don't I think, think I, I have could the either. strength. I, I don't. It's the strength and the conviction. 
Because I always mm-hmm. remember watching, like, see when you watch, like, fucking UFC fights and all that, and you watch these people, like, literally being like, that guy over there could kill me, so I need to kill him first. I don't think I have that in yeah, me. Yeah, I think I'd throw a punch and go... <laughs> <laughs> You know, they were like, just like that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it folds in the way. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it just seems like a lot of effort. Yeah, you would be exhausted, man. I'd be shattered. But maybe in like fucking Muhammad Ali. Maybe that's who it was. Maybe it was Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Okay. Cracked it. Done. <laughs> Episode's over. <laughs> We've worked it out. We know who the fucking Bible John is. Um, Patricia's handbag and her clothes... Uh, a grey coat with fur collar and a yellow dress were missing. The handbag was the handbag was found at a later point and it appeared to have been dumped in the river cart. Just over there. Though the clothes were never found. Oh. But in my head, he's taken them, he's chucked them in the water, the clothes went, but the handbag, if it was heavy, blop. It's not very deep. No. The river cart, at least over here, it's not very deep. No. So, he probably chucked the clothes in. The clothes have floated. They fucked off down the river. The bags went in and got stuck in like a rock or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That makes sense. Um, despite police attempts to trace who Patricia was with that evening, the investigation wasn't able to identify anyone. They were able, able to find some witnesses. One reported that they saw Patricia with a handsome man with red hair, but ultimately this came to nothing and they were unable to locate the man. I find a ginger in a tin full of gingers. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking difficult. <laughs> so, ginger guy. Oh, aye. Right. Next, we have the 16th of August, 1969. So this is 18 months after the first victim was found. Have to get your strength back. Yeah, after punching, <laughs> punching all the fuck. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I should be laughing. That's terrible. I know, it feels that's, so wrong. This is a terrible. comedy podcast. <laughs> Uh, Jemima McDonald, a 32-year-old mother of three, goes out dancing at the Barrowlands again. When there, she's reported to have struck up a conversation with a man with dark brown hair, said to have been between 25 years of age and between 6 foot and 6 foot 2, and he was thought to have had a Glaswegian accent. In Glasgow? Get yourself a fuck. Drained, right? No way. Shortly after midnight, Jemima leaves the Barrowlands in the company of this man. She is last seen walking in the general direction of her home. Jemima had a, si- a sister, Margaret, who was looking after Jemima's children when she was out on the Randan. When her sister failed to return the following evening, Margaret started to really worry. Furthermore, a disturbing bit of gossip was doing the rounds. Some local children had been talking and they said there was a dead body in a nearby derelict building. On Monday morning, Margaret went to see if the rumours were true. Face down, with her clothes torn, strangled and beaten to death was Jemima. So the police believed that she had been there since the very early hours of Sunday morning. Like the previous victim, Patricia Docker, Jemima had been raped and battered about the head. Again, she was just yards from her home, when the attack took place, Jemima had also been menstruating. What is up with this dude? He's like, look at the moon and go. <laughs> Someday will be on. <laughs> Despite the apparent multiple similarities, the police did not immediately link the first murder to the second, which was 18 months later. 
And also, the Jemima McDonald investigation was separate from the now quite cold investigation of Patricia Dock's murder. Scotland had seen a serial killer before in Peter Manuel, who had been convicted of multiple murders and hanged in 1958. But much of the behavioural insight we take for granted nowadays was not was he not was still hanging cunts in 1958. I actually think it was still a few years after that before hanging stopped. Wow, that's insane to me. Let me look up hanging. God, my search history is awful. <laughs> by the you way, you are on a list. <laughs> is that why you got on incognito? <laughs> no, that's just my theme. It's not actually incognito. <laughs> Uh, The last judicial execution carried out in Scotland was at Craig Inch's prison in Aberdeen when Henry Henry John Burnett was hanged on the 15th of August 1963. That's only like 50 years ago. What? (laughs) That's insane. Yeah, whatever. 60 years. Whatever. So yeah, there you go. Um, But much of the behavioural insight we take for granted nowadays was not in police circulation in 1968. Yeah, I can't imagine. Oh, what's the MO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that, the main part was like the... Horatio Kane. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Looks like she's only got one shoe. Yeah! Oh, it's the last is on it. Is that? I don't even know, man. It's been that long. I'm sure because he's like... He's sunny's on. Of course he does. Florida. Uh, The pioneers of the FBI's behavioral science unit started work in 1972. So that was when they started actually using terms like serial killers and following behaviors. Right. And that was how they tracked them. Is that. That's from like Mindhunter. Yes. Right? Yes. So that that's story... the only thing I picked up from that. He <laughs> <laughs> coined the term serial killer. Ah, uh-huh, so the where they work is becomes behavioural science. Ah. So that follows the psychology of serial killers and murderers to um track patterns to find them, basically. Terrifying. Yeah. Because like it was what was the fucking guy's name? BTK. BTK killer, I can't remember his fucking name now, it's escaping me. But they tried to do stuff like that to track him. Mm. But because he was so like erratic, they couldn't really like track it because every time he did it, it, was, it wasn't that he was erratic, it was basically just that like every time he tried to kill somebody, he fucked up somehow. So he was literally just like the luckiest guy alive. That's insane. Honestly, when you actually like look at it or like listen to another podcast that's better at explaining things, <laughs> it's like every time he went to do like his fucking weird spine torture kill shit it would fuck up is that massively what it, is that what it stands for btk btk yeah bind torture kill oh gruesome honestly he was a fucking horrible piece of shit anyway um uh so the pioneers of the fbi's behavioral science unit started work in 1972 and so while the failing link to the homicides earlier looks bad in hindsight it's probably understandable in the context of the era and also the police are incompetent as fuck even more so back then when they didn't have computers. There is that as well. Literal paper copies of everything. <laughs> At length, the police started to think that the same man was responsible for both murders, leading them once again to look into the circumstances of Patricia Dock's, Docker's murder. 
The similarities are surely striking regardless of the level of psychological insight. Both women were found sexually assaulted, strangled and beaten just yards from their home. Both had attended the same ballroom. Both were menstruating and both had their handbags taken from the scene. There's a pa- that's a pattern. Are we Gucci bags? <laughs> <laughs> he was selling them the next day. Didn't the 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 <laughs> Two for a pound, nah. Two for a pound. <laughs> sports socks. Get your sports socks. Cigarettes, tobacco. <laughs> Pokemon cards. <laughs> Get your Pokemon cards. Craig, please. People have lost their lives. <laughs> Furthermore, there was no effort made to conceal the bodies nor their modesty. He left them out. Plain sight. Didn't try and cover his shit. Didn't try and cover his tracks. It was just out in the open. Despite not initially linking the murders, both were investigated thoroughly. Many of the police officers have spoken over the years about their involvement in the investigation and they all appear hardworking, honest and selfless. Often expressing a deep regret for having never caught the man responsible. The police interviewed hundreds of possible witnesses and even put undercover cops in the Barrowlands. But after a few weeks, the strategy was rethought. The club owners were pressing the police because the takings were down. The operation demanded a hell of a lot of manpower and they had garnered no new leads. So the police just had to end their surveillance at the end of October. Then comes 30th of October. 1969. Two months since Jemima McDonald's body was found. So the police had just stopped their surveillance of the balance and literally like three days later. He was watching them watch him. There is a huge theory that I am leaning towards. I think he was a cop. I mean, it's not like they have a track history for killing women. Let's just think about that for a minute. Anyway, Helen Puttock and her sister Jean Lang- Langford went to the Barrowlands. This is on the 30th of October 1969. It was a Saturday, the other night of the week, that the ballroom was dedicated to the over 25s. At some point in the evening, the two sisters joined up with two men, both calling themselves John. One was a slater slash roofer, and he was from Castle Milk in Glasgow. The other, John, did not mention where he came from. He was well-spoken and gentlemanly. It's from Jean Langford where we get much of our information regarding the appearance and mannerisms of Bible John. While, there, there were f- while the four were still in the Barrowlands, there was an incident involving a cigarette dispenser. The machine swallowed some coins, causing Bible John to lose his temper and demand to speak to the manager. This outburst seemed out of keeping with his general demeanour and well-heeled affect. <clears throat> it is due to this outburst that some of the staff at the club recalled the man and were able to provide a description of him. Though the description does not really tally with one later provided by Jean. So that is like a huge, what I would say is a huge fucking problem. Yeah. That will, well, I've got a wee bit more that I'll talk about later on. But that, this, but we have multiple descriptions of the same person. Obviously, everybody's going to have like, different skewed ideas of yeah. who it is seen him in a different light oh he had light brown dark brown exactly blue eyes green eyes yeah because like, like in certain light you would think the mad brother's a ganger and in certain light he's not a ganger do you know what i mean no he is he's a yeah he's a full that, ganger he absolutely is yeah there's no covering that up mm. but certain lights certain pictures it looks brown same same thing same thing here yeah 
After oh, I went too far. After chatting and dancing for an hour, the four departed the Barrowlands. John from Castle Milk. John through Castle Milk was the first to leave the group. He walked to a nearby bus stop, leaving Helen, but, Helen, uh, Jean, and Bible John to hail a taxi. The three talked. Jean noticed he had an overlapped tooth in the front of his smile. Am I right here? His hands did not appear weathered or worn. So hairdresser could be same as me. Yeah. Or could be a paper pusher for the police. What is that? That's just me being a bastard. Uh, he smoked embassy brand cigarettes. He wore a watch. Classy. A style where the leather strap ran under the actual watch face thought to be popular with military servicemen. Mm. Mm. He was well spoken and commented he was teetotal. Teetotal means he's never drank, right? Straight edge for life, yeah. Right. <laughs> See, I came up in the generation where it was called straight edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah teetotal. <laughs> Depending on who I was, like, way back when. Last year. The year before. Yeah, like, I, I remember. Like, depending on who I was, like, talking to, I'd say teetotal. Oh, really? I just... Why? Because you didn't want to say straight edge, but... No, 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 because I would have no, said sober. But if you say teetotal, people understand it. But of a certain generation. But if you say... Oh, so if you say... Sober people are going to ask you questions. Aye, but I if you say teetotal, they're just aye. Right, okay. okay. He's thought about it. Fair enough. I guess what it is. Otherwise, I'd just call myself an alky, which isn't a bad <laughs> thing, but I'm no, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yar, though. Nah. Uh, where was it? Uh, he claimed to pray during Hogmanay. He bragged of a cousin who scored a hole in one while playing golf. He possessed a knowledge of train services that operated in the north of the city. So basically, huge dork. The guy was a fucking loser. Yeah, he's a dork. <laughs> and most enduringly, he would occasionally slip in biblical stories or allusions in the conversation. That Gene, would drive me insane. Imagine just like talking about like fucking, oh man, that vodka tonight was class. Did you actually know? Too many sherries. Aye. And then he starts going on about fucking, I don't even know anybody for the Bible, Peter. <laughs> That's a biblical name, right? I was going to like quote something, and I realised in my head that what I was going to quote was uh, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> yeah. which is as long as the Bible. But like, <laughs> Do no, it, it's the same thing. I was thing. just going to say, though, shall not pass, but... <laughs> it probably is in the Bible. So probably is in the Bible. James seemed to recall his name was John Semple, Sempleson, Templeton, em- Emerson, or something to that effect. Also, she didn't remember his last name. Didn't know his fucking name. <laughs> His name might have been Sean <laughs> at this point. Oh my goodness, Bible Sean. <laughs> a short time later, Jean had reached her destination and left the taxi. Events from this point are murky, as the only witnesses now are Helen, her killer, and the taxi driver. It would seem the taxi driver did not quite know where he was going, and in frustration, Helen leaves the taxi. John hurriedly pays the taxi driver and walks after Helen, putting his hands on her shoulder. The taxi driver thinks they might be an arguing, an arguing couple and drives off. As you would. Fair just anywhere in Glasgow. That's what you see most of the time. Especially in 19 Canteen as well. Yeah. Like, people are just like, nah, well. It's like fucking midnight. Nah. You know I mean, happens all the time. The police, trace, the police trace the driver and learn the location of where the pair had left the taxi. John Castle Milk was never located and has never come forward. He wasn't supposed to be out that night. No, <laughs> His he missus thought he was at work. Was not. 
He told the cousins for a roast. Helen's body was found in the back garden of her flat in the morning of the 31st of October by a man walking his dog. Again, she is partially clothed and has been strangled with her own stockings. The contents of her handbag lay scattered, though the bag itself is missing. Like the previous victims, she is menstruating. The sanitary towel had been tucked under her arm by the killer. And like the previous woman had suffered numerous blows to the head and face, there was also a bite wound to her thigh. It's like he was up in Did the attic. Did he tuck it under her arm for? <clears throat> Who knows? What? I mean, obviously that's not the weirdest thing. He literally murdered this woman. Yeah. But that is a weird one. That's and odd. like the, the bags all disappearing as well. It's like I think it's, he just like bags. That's not he's just like collecting them. Ah, a wee trophy. Aye. But it's like every time he does it, he's kind of like up in the ante almost. Like he's trying to up the thrill yeah. of what he's doing, like making it a bit more complicated and a bit more Aye. to it, a bit yeah. more fucking creepier. Um, later that night, a man who could be Bible John is seen by a bus conductor and driver around 2am. This man looked dishevelled with a scratch mark on his face. He was heading in the direction of the River Clyde Ferry. But nobody knew who he was. Just a man. Just a guy. So that was the timeline. So after that point... So the first one happened posted. and then it was 18 months and then two months. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was, I don't know, in a coma for a year and a half. How did he think that they were on the fucking period? That's the thing that I was trying to look into. I so pure don't get that. So a lot of, a lot of the kind of what people are saying and kind of theorising is he was just a pure shagger. And when these women, when he came onto these women and they told him no because they were on their period, he just went, oh cool, well if I can't bump you then I'm just going to murder you. Seems fair. No, well, it just seems very astute for the horrible species that is the males. Man, yeah, <laughs> it's just so weird. Like that—that's his thing. Yeah, but it's the fact that he was also like sexually assaulting them and raping them, so it was almost just like I don't care. Aye, I'm no ass. Get yeah. up you. Did. Yeah. Or fucking punched to death. <laughs> punched. That's fucking man. mental. I'm not going to even say that. <laughs> right, so this is just a bit about the, the investigation. So the investigation was headed by Detective Superintendent John Beatty. He oversaw... Another John. Another John. No, Joe, is he, sorry. Is he Ginger? Joe Beatty. Ah, Joe Beatty. Right. He oversaw an investigation of nearly 100 detectives that went on to interview over 5,000 suspects. Following the murder of Helen Puttock undercover detectives were once again deployed to the battlelands. <coughs> in terms of description of the killer, there appears to be some disagreement. Like He's what we were saying. Some, some staff in the battlelands who had claimed to have seen the man state he was under six foot with dark brown hair. Jean Langford, who had spent time in the company of the man, had a slightly different account. She said that the man had fair reddish hair and witnessed and witnesses who came forward in the light of the first murder of Patricia Docker thought the man was at least six foot and also had slightly red hair. I suppose this shows what many already know. Eyewitnesses report. Eyewitness reports can be very unreliable. Yeah. Extremely unreliable. 
Nowadays, the police are aware of the likely variation in eyewitness accounts and there are numerous psychology papers exploring this topic. However, the police officer in charge of the investigation, Joe Beatty, didn't seemingly take into account the variations in testimony. He drilled down on Jean's description. He believed she would remember the man and his features better than anyone else. He may have been right, but this exclusive focus on Jean's description led to Beatty believing he would know Bible John when he sees him. That shit makes me so mad. And so when Beatty would look through photos of potential suspects, he would often immediately discount them on the basis the photo did not align sufficiently with his own image of Bible John. Of the guy he didn't see. So this is a guy he had never fucking met. He had never been in the guy's company. Wasn't there when the murders happened. He went off one eyewitness account. Obviously, Jean Langford was around him more than anyone else out of all the witnesses. Because she was actually like in a taxi with him and shit. Mm -hmm. But he solely based everything around her description. What fucking nincompoop. It's infuriating. <clears throat> so a tutor at the Glasgow School of Art created a composite painting of the suspect at the request of BT and with guidance from Jean. This image of a slim, clean shaken clean shaken? Clean shaven <laughs> red headed man with pale blue eyes and a blank expression is the image most associated with the case. Again, it's been commented that this composite painting, composite painting, may have hindered the investigation as the painting was way too specific. And so suspects were ruled out on the basis that they did not really look enough like the composite. So, like... They can't 100%. Excuse me, being in the room. Yeah, or at least being, like, on the table. They've Mm -hmm. had a file of Bible John. They went, nah. Nah, he's not got a dodgy tooth. He's not got red hair. He's not got blue eyes. Fuck him. Okay, like that's cigarettes he's smoking. That's quite specific though. Aye. Dodgy, dodgy tooth in the front. Fair red hair. Pale blue eyes. I know we're saying in a fucking city full of gangers, but really. Aye. It's raining again. Here comes my ceiling. <laughs> Better start leaking again. Oh god, I hope not. <laughs> We're closer to it this thing. Yeah, it'll be more We're in the fun. Zone this we can have a wee fucking shower. The investigation collected almost 50,000 witness statements. Police worked diligently in door to door inquiries. They investigated the possibility the suspect was in the armed forces. His description was circulated to British force bases worldwide. And if the revelations of the 2013 book Dancing with the Devil are true, Joe Beatty came to think the killer could have been a police officer, but was discouraged from further investigating this this line of inquiry by a number of more senior police officers. Ah, I go look after their own, haven't they? Fucking, <sighs> Fucking infuriating. The book is written. This book is written by Paul Harrison, a former police officer and liaison of the FBI's behavioural analysis unit in the book Harrison makes a number of disturbing claims including that many nightclub doormen suspected a police officer was Bible John Mm. so there was loads of stuff that was stacking up there was plenty of people making enough noise about it and they were just like no we're not even going to think about that just completely disregarded it because they couldn't accept the fact that it could be one of their own I think in this day and age that kind of shit is still happening. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've like, seen it. It's just, it's. I mean, it's in the news just now. That fucking poor lassie, Sarah Everard. My fucking, my heart breaks every time I see stuff about it. Like, the fact that, that I'm even going to say the piece of shit's name. Mm-mm. It's the fact that that piece of shit was literally nicknamed the rapist by his police pals. It says everything it needs to say. It says know. everything you need to know it about the fucking so police fucked. force. <sighs> Makes me mad. So, the fact that this was in 1969, so late 60s, 68, 69, and then however long the investigation lasted for, and it still fucking happens to this day. There has been no change, there has been no evolution, there has been no movement forward into a place where everybody can actually feel fucking safe in their own homes, in their own towns, in their own cities, in fucking nearly 60 years. Yeah, that's insane. Absolutely insane. I get real fucking heated about it. can tell jesus <laughs> ultimately despite a massive investigation the case went cold in 1996 the police exhumed a man john Irvin mcginnis another john he had committed suicide in 1980 the police wanted to compare his dna to semen found on the tights of helen puttock the test came back inclusive inconclusive and mcginnis was cleared of any suspected involvement there are a number of conflicting accounts of how McGuinness actually came to be involved in the investigation. Some reports state that he had been investigated at the time of the murders. John Irvin McGuinness remained the police tops suspect for many, many years until a more likely candidate emerged. And that is where we will pick this up in part two next week oh it's a twofer it's a twofer <laughs> oh my god i can't believe it so next week we will talk about the main suspected person the main suspect that people to this day still believe was bible john i need to know is his name john no <laughs> but this man did go under many aliases this is a real bad dude. A real bad dude. Everyone knows who he is. I mean, even just talking now, everybody that will listen to this probably knows who I'm talking about. But I'm still going to save it because I like it. I like the suspense. Mm, so the if drama. you want to listen to part two, if you want to listen to us talk about who the, su- the suspected killer is, and there's some other stuff, there's some other theories about who Bible John actually was that I'll go into as well uh, in part two next Doss. week. <laughs> wow. Was that good? Yeah, sorry. Was that alright? Yeah, you did it. Am I doing okay? Reading skills need a wee bit of brushing up on. Ah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I could be like, I was like, write it down because I'm never going to be able to learn that many fucking words. So I was like, I'll write it down. (laughs) Makes more sense. (laughs) Makes more sense. Never would have fucking happened. But yeah. That was a, that was a trip. It's hectic, man. Fucking hectic. So, thankfully, all the, like, mostly the gruesome shit... Is done. Is done. Thank fuck. Which was not nice. Fuck. Because I made the mistake of, like... I mean, I was, like, I was reading stuff, and I was like, oh, I need to, like, actually see the source to make sure that I'm actually getting correct information. Cause yeah. Because I just want to, like, take shit at face value, because that's the fucking worst thing you can do. That's what... Ah. That's what Facebook and Instagram has that's done what to I our do. brain. I don't fact check. You just see something and go, ah, oh, that must be that's true. The truth. That must be true. It's got to be. But I was like, if I'm going to talk about this, I'd record my voice saying it. Do you know William Wallace is from Kenya? <laughs> <laughs> don't, man. Throwback. Not again. Can't go down that road again. 
so yeah because i was like actually reading the sources and like looking looking at the actual like stuff that had been written oh god damn i'm glad you did it because i couldn't i mean gives me something to do though. i couldn't even read like the the, the novelized or the, the novel american psycho because <laughs> it's worse than the film it's grim i remember i tried to read it on the bus eh, on sorry on the train uh-huh. when i was like going to perth to work like in the morning i was reading i was like he said cunt so many times <laughs> it's, it's not it's even nine o'clock yet i can't man. fucking read this it's such a confusing book as well oh it's all over the place because you like you don't actually know who bateman is no like at all and even when it finishes she's still like i don't know who that was yeah burn it i fucking oh it's awful oh, but i definitely read it <laughs> me i couldn't finish it are you reading a book i know i mean i have like two bookshelves behind me there's only some of our books and i think let me actually look that looks like your pile yeah <laughs> see that little bit <laughs> down the bottom there <laughs> is that actually i saw the one with uh, keith buckley on it so i thought that must be yours yeah, there's some Dexter books and a Keith Buckley book, so... That's yours. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, man. I, feel, I feel good getting out, because now I know I didn't need to look at it again. I think we'll watch, like, cartoons or something before we go to my Yeah, bed. put on Eddie and Eddie or something. Oh, Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I'll give you that. love Tom and Jerry. We, me and Mac have actually been watching Amazing Spider-Man. Class. Fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so good. He's just like, man, man, because he can't yes, see, like, Spider. spider. <laughs> he's got another one that's like a fucking book that he's got it's like stick man he can't see that either he's just like man you don't know what he's talking about could be talking about spider-man could be talking about stick man could just be talking about me stupid yeah unbelievably so stupid. dumb it's infuriating right, will we go into a later note do you want to talk about the playlist yeah please yeah. anything to get over that <laughs> you got another week of it as well <laughs> and you've got mm. one more episode baby <laughs> what time <sighs> right, playlist. I need to catch myself. You need what? I need to catch myself. Just need to fucking Just take a breath. You're good. <sighs> right, I jumped the gun and I went first this week. It's usually you. It is usually you, but that's because I left it on. And it was, it's also because like I was I needed a break away from <laughs> from writing yeah, of stuff. Course you did. I went on and looked at it. I was like, oh, I can update this. Man. I can update this. Right. Um. So my first choice this week is No Drama by the band Better Off. I have listened to one other album by Better Off. I don't really know anything about them. But I listened to an album from a couple of years ago that had like a, a sandwich with jam as the cover. And I was like, oh cool, I'm going to listen to I was going to say the cover for this one looks pretty cool. It's pretty sick. Um, the song that. itself is really good. Kinda like, I haven't listened to these songs yet, so that'll be an enjoyable walk home. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like if you had like Citizen but made it more like kind of pop punky, I guess. It's like it's nice. It's a nice um, like turnover. <laughs> yeah, but not as but not sad turnover. and pressing as turnover. Yeah, like turnover yeah. to a certain point, you can listen to and you're like, I am so fucking sad. <laughs> like, please play a faster drum so beat. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> please get out of the minor key. Please, <laughs> please, <laughs> just for me. Um, and then I put on one of the new Wiki songs that fucking album he brought out by the way still haven't listened i have not been able to turn it off not bought there yet oh, i'll get there i know you're like a massive fan of no mountains in manhattan i am i know that's like you're like peak fucking you're i remember you said I to me this said is the closest perfect hip-hop you were like this is the closest to the perfect hip-hop album yeah if i've ever heard it and i would argue that i mean me and you we both like 
music. We both like hip hop, but we both like like all kind of different different versions of hip hop. Yeah. yeah. So you would say that No Mountains in Manhattan is like peak wiki. I would argue that this new one is. Okay. I'm going to take your words for it just now. <clears throat> Obviously, we have, we're allowed different opinions. But it's just, he, it's um, Navy Blue who produced the whole thing. So he did all the all the beats and all, all the all the loops and stuff. And he just has this way of, he, a lot of the songs are like, a pretty, it's a sample that's just looped for mm-hmm. however long the song is. But he has a way of like, bringing it in and out and having it ebb and flow. Right, okay. That is just like, with that going on in the background and then with Wiki's, I mean, Wiki's lyricism is, has always been fucking top tier. Yeah, it's been great. He's incredible. His fucking like rhyming schemes, just the way he's, again, he's a great fucking storyteller. Yeah, he's Like, you can tell, listen to this album, you can tell that he's like, during covid and the pandemic he's just like taking the time to completely fucking fall in love with new york again That's like nice. it's all just about like how much he fucking loves it and he talks yeah, about like i love it um like he has a song called roof and it's all just about him basically like he thinks his roof is like his church like he just goes up there and he, he'll just spend all his time and stuff it's fucking oh it's such a good album man so i put on wick the god wick um, the god and it's i fucking it was quite difficult because I was like, I want to put a wiki song in from that album because of how much I've been enjoying it and it was quite difficult to pick one. I but I think it's just the the sample that Navy Blue used along with wiki in that song that it's just it's fucking excellent, man. Um, next one after that was I Can Love by Creative Adult. Creative Adult, um, I started listening to them like a couple of years ago. And I listened to like one album and then I just kind of like forgot they existed. <laughs> that happens though. A lot. Like you'll find a band, but I really like this album, but then you'll like move on to something else and you'll kind of forget that you'd listened to it. And yeah, I just stumbled across that one. It's a different album. I started listening to it the other day and it's just, it's, it's somewhere between like um, Ceremonies, Zoo, and um, you listen to that band Shame. Uh, you sent me their album, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So they're, they're somewhere in between Ceremony Zoo and Shames. So kind of shouty, but with nice sounding guitars. Yeah. And <laughs> quite like, the vocals are like pushed really far yeah, back as yeah. well. Aye. That's fucking, it's great, man. I, I, I really It's got you written album. all over it, to be fair. Yeah. I, I know I like son. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, put in uh, Childish Gambino, Terrified. Um... I've been listening to Childish Gambino quite a lot actually recently. I don't know why. I just I kind of went. I fell away from it for yeah, a while. He's one of those like artists that is always there. Yeah. Like when you want it. And he's got know? so much good stuff. He does. Like from like There's camp. a song on one of your playlists from Camp, and it drives me insane. <laughs> I love the song, <laughs> and then it gets to the end. And it's like something, something on my phone. J P O Y. Yeah. And I hate that, but. <laughs> I hate it. I love the rest of the song and it gets to that one bit and I'm like, Donnie, <laughs> end it. Uh, end it before nah, this. Because you're so embarrassed of the fact that you used to use GPOY on your Tumblr photos. Damn right, dude. <laughs> GPOY. GPOY. Send a pic to my phone. GPOY. <laughs> Still annoying. 
<laughs> so I put terrified in um, because he played. I want to say he played the Grammys a couple of years ago. Mm. Might not have even been the Grammys, and he played terrified. And I think it was quite. Everybody was expecting him to come out and play like Redbone mm. or play like one of the big songs from this album because, like, they were because that's what they do, and they were like fucking revolutionary for Childish Gambino because yeah. his last album before that was because the internet he had sprinkling of soul and R and B in it, yeah, and then he came out with this fucking masterpiece, Awaken mm. My Love, that just nobody was expecting. Nobody was expecting that. Nobody. At all. So when he came out, the choirs and shit. What? <sighs> So everybody was expecting him to come and play Redbone because it was like the biggest song of the album. Like people were bumping it and it's like his most played fucking song on Spotify and shit. He's like, no, no, no. But he came out and he did a version of Terrified and he had like a live band with him. He had fucking Ludwig Göransson on the guitar, like the guy that fucking wrote it, who also wrote the fucking music for The Mandalorian. Ah. That dude is moving places. <laughs> he worked hard. <laughs> Dudum rattle. <laughs> um, and he, he just he he fucking destroyed it. And I remember watching it um like the next day on YouTube. And I remember genuinely welling up watching it because he's he's just gets he's got such a powerful voice. And then like he has like a a young talent um feature on it at the end and like the the boy that sings in the record came out and like did his bit as well and it was just like the two of them like sparring off together at like the ending was just oh man it's it's powerful as fuck i can't find that video anymore see because it's obviously owned by whoever owns airs the emmys so it was like somebody just like recorded it and put it on youtube and you can't really find it now because it's been taken down by whoever fucking owns the rights to showing the emmys but yeah it was it was so every time i listen to that song now it just takes me back to like listening to that version of it like that live version because there's always going to be different wee bits yeah. and like added into the live version to but i think especially like artists like childish gambino who have such a crazy spread out creative outlet you know from like writing tv shows and comedy and music and whatever else like he's always going to want to improve he's never going to do the same thing twice yeah which i think is what made him just so good like mm-hmm. through camp through because of the internet and to awaken my love you know like yeah. it was like those are three very different albums yeah and he was spitting out fucking mixtapes in between that as yeah, well because he, he had liked. he had fucking royalty mixtape mm-hmm. he had fucking stone mountain mixtape like he was just farting out these mixtapes. Was the, just like, is it Kawaii? Is that the one with like uh, sober, sober, and all that? Was that like, in between? Yeah, so that was after because of the internet. But it's yeah. like half of it was a mixtape, and then half of it was like released as a record. So it was like Stone Mountain Kawaii. I think mm. Kawaii was the bit that was released as like a record, but Stone Mountain is like a mixtape. So it's like you can just download it, like it's free. Just do what you wanted. Then. Like royalty, the actual. Royalty came out after camp and it was before because of the internet. It has like fucking Blake Griffin and shit on it. <laughs> like it's fucking wild. Why? It's really good. It is I think really, I've actually listened to that. Really fucking good. There's one song on it that really annoys me because the sample gets louder and quieter. And it really annoys me. It'll annoy me. It kinda it sounds like it wasn't obviously you can reduce and 
when you're using a sample but it kind just of walking away like, from it with a microphone yeah that's kind of what it feels like like it didn't mean <laughs> it didn't mean to happen but it's yeah. just like something in the production like, like fucked well, up fuck and now everything but like it's a good song but it just really annoys me <laughs> sometimes you get that though there is always going to be songs that have just that one bit that you're like mm. yeah 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 just fucking annoys the fuck out of you <laughs> and then to top it all off this is actually i'll be honest this was a recommendation from my father it was like you should really put a rainfall song in the playlist. Thanks, Dad. Ah, cheers, Scott. <laughs> so I put in. We have always said that this playlist is home for bangers, only good songs. So I think obviously, you said this earlier today for the I first time ever. Put fucking fever pitch in. Do you know what? At the time, I was mad. When I first saw it go on, I was like, "Yo, why?" <laughs> and then I was like. That is a good song though, and it is fucking dynamite. It's one of the best songs we ever wrote. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I think my lyrics in it are the worst. <laughs> because there's really only about eight words in that song. Yeah. And I just repeated them. <laughs> <laughs> but for whatever reason, it works. It does work. Sometimes you don't need it to be like that. Like, I there's... remember coming to the studio after work to record this song. Mm-hmm. You've been there through the day because. Mm-hmm. I think at the time, Lewis had double booked us. Yep. And we were supposed like, to be there two days. We were to be there two days. He was like, so you have a day. And we were like, We recorded so many different guitars. Mm. I'm pretty sure we used one of the guitars that, like, fucking Slayer used. <laughs> oh, I think there was a BC Rich in there. That's the one. Yeah, there's a BC. Insane. There is a BC Rich but on that I remember showing up, and then that's when I found out that you had been double booked. Mm-hmm. And I had today to you do had it. the time that you got there so i got there i did one take and that was it mm-hmm. perfect I'm but it worked the greatest artist of like, all time hold on a minute i'm hold- just a creative genius no <laughs> other way of looking at it <laughs> whatever can you said <laughs> but no seriously I like, like some of the Gaga songs. what the fuck she know about him? <laughs> i'm sure it's on this record there's one song that is literally like a line let me find it so, Toxic Boombox, first, the first song on Angel Dust, Rock the Fuck On Forever, Toxic Boombox, the lyrics are, makes me sick, this shit don't rock, Toxic Boombox, can't give me back my time. That's it. That's the he whole song. He worked real hard on those lyrics. Yeah. It was also written with Franz Lyons from <laughs> <in> Turnstile. Someone <laughs> so else needed, had to write needed, that song. He needed somebody else to help him. Justice, what he did. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> but no, I... Because I, it was one of those songs, I never really said what it was about. Yeah, you th- know, there are some songs where I know a lot of the time you need to, like, attach certain things to songs. Yeah. Because it makes you feel like they're they're whole and, and they've been well thought out. But there are certain songs. Like, Fever Pitch was, like, a Frankenstein of a song. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, someone else had written the starting riff. I wrote what came after the starting riff mm-hmm. but for a separate song and I get stripped out of that one and then we all wrote collectively the chorusy ending part yeah like it was a super fucking like frankenstein's monster so yeah, to, to attach something that we had put together with bits for you to then come on and just put together with bits i think that's about i always found hard mm. was the way that we always wrote music was you sent me music yeah. And then I had to write lyrics. 
which is fine, you know, but I think sometimes it's hard because I'll write lyrics or I'll, I've had lyrics written mm-hmm. that I have in my head that are for a different song mm-hmm. or for a different pattern, you know? And then you just gave me this song and I was like, at the time it was like the most intense song we'd ever written. And it was like all over the place. I was like, how am I meant to write into that? It's just, there's, there's nothing, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. I remember there was one particular studio time we were just like practicing out. I remember you being like, I can't fucking do this. Because there's a bit in it that is shorter at one part and then longer at another part and then shorter again at another part. And you were uh-huh. just like, I can't fucking get it. Yeah, like, I can't, what are you doing? It doesn't make sense. So, I'm a 4-4 four, four kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was... It, it, I like it. Fever Pitch obviously has, like, different connotations. It could be taken on as literally anything if you were having a moment of... I don't know, intense build up in your brain yep. because of some form of anxiety or whatever, then it could be that. It could be a political thing. It could be literally anything. I think that was like my favourite part about the song. Yeah, that kind of amb- ambiguity. I just liked like the first couple of lyrics, just like bliss, 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 ignorance, sweet ignorance. And then like that says everything, you know? Like, yeah. And I thought it was really cool. I mean, bliss, bliss, bliss ended up on one of the fucking t shirts. I love that t shirt. I do as well. It's probably my favourite one. Yeah, it's cool. But it was, uh, reminiscing yeah I was mad about you putting it on <laughs> and then uh, I became not mad when I remembered imagine how I put song on like was. fucking brighter or some shit nah. <laughs> delete it found fucking what's that one that we, none of us fucking know they get thrown on an EP and we're like what the fuck is this it was all written by our fucking <sighs> other guitar player and we all were just like yeah cool whatever broken that one <laughs> no don't don't you talk shit about broken that was a masterpiece. I wrote that, you piece of shit. It was a good song. Thank you. Don't need to cover up the fact that you don't know. Home Sweet. Uh, Remember that one? Uh, I hate that song so much. So bad. Delete that off everything. It I takes, finished the lyrics for that song in the studio. It takes so long to do nothing. Hi. And then at nothing the end, happens. I clearly don't know how it goes. Because I I think I, I was like, I screened the same line over and over again. And it's on this one part of like the guitar, and then you're like, oh, obviously he's going to keep going until like it's done. Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> I stop and the guitar <laughs> does the same thing. And I'm like, I should have just done that to the end, but I didn't yeah. know how long it went on for. Yeah, so I just played it. I was like, just like I'm done. I'll stop here. I'm done. Turn it off that. Because I mean, Worse. like, the, but the biggest, the best fuck up we've had was when we were recording Scream for that same EP, and Sam fucked up the drums. But then we used it, remember? He fucked up, like, going into the chorus. And we were just like, yo, yeah, that works. works. But he was so fucking mad. Because <laughs> we were like, Sam, that was awesome. He was like, no, I fucked up. We need to do it again. I'm like, no, no wait. Leave it. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's a Rainfalls on the playlist now. Not that that really matters to us, because who the fuck are Rainfalls? <laughs> Who's that guy's band? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> My songs kind of all had the same sort of feel. Yeah, yeah, you, you went for a, a certain vibe. Maybe there was maybe one of them that doesn't really fit. Which one? Uh, the first one. So the first song is Stop My Head by Evan Dando. Yeah. So Evan Dando was the lead singer of the Lemonheads. Yeah. Which is why it makes sense for the rest of that, because they're all the same band at the same time. But it's not the Lemonheads. It's not the Lemonheads. Like, as much as it may be, it's like, it's like we were talking about, like, fucking, oh, I've already lost my train of thought in a bit. 
Oh, awesome, cool. But <laughs> I just came across this album one day and I didn't know it was Evan Dando from the Lemonheads. I just thought, oh, this is just the guy. It's cool. Yeah. And I just listened to it. The album's called Baby I'm Bored. It's the only album I think he's released, like, solo. Right, okay. It's great. It's yeah. just got such a cool vibe the whole way through it. His lyrics are really sweet and honest. Uh, the music is fine. <laughs> like, But it's just like it's just such a good album just to stick on, pay no attention to. Can I use and then, one? like... You come in every now and then with like a lyric, and you're like, "Ah, oh, nice, yeah, yeah, cool." I, I I got it on vinyl, and it, I I just I love listening to it. I knew I recognised the cover. I think I've seen yeah. it in your house. Absolutely, you've seen it in my house. <laughs> um, you try to tell me that I'm I'm in your house too much. <laughs> Is that what that yeah, was? you're in my house way too much. No, I'm here more. But um, <laughs> the next song I put on, uh, "Sorry Somehow" by Haskadu. I fucking love that song. I just love it. Song. The, the car horn, and uh-huh. it really annoys me. Because <laughs> we used to listen to it at work all the time. I used to just put so like... So you'd be like that, looking out the window? Yeah, we're looking out the window, like, the fucking car... <laughs> some turn off the car alarm, like... So annoying. But I just think Bob Moe's voice is amazing. Yes, yeah, like that whole album. What's that, actually the name of that Husker Do album? Uh, Candy Apple Grey. It's so good. Like, there's one song on it, I'm actually going to look up, there's one song on it in particular that I fucking cannot get enough of. I don't know for sure. I think it's that one. I I fucking love that album. Like, Don't Wanna Know is like the biggest song on the album. Yeah. But I don't want to put that on. I want to put so- Sorry Somehow on it. Yeah, we need to put the odd ones on. Yeah. Like, we did the same. I just talked about the same thing. Could have put Redbone on. No, we for Terrified. No, no. You want to put the, the anomalies on that are just as good as the ones that everyone likes. So then the next song I put on Johnny good. Thunder and the Heartbreakers, biggest song. Uh, uh, Born to Lose. Yeah. Johnny Thunder plays guitar and the new york dolls which is the next song that i put on i fucking love that song i i love the new york dolls i like the new york dolls because of morrissey and you can just fucking suck it you can just kill yourself he used to like play like live videos of bands before he went on stage so like you would just like have them like playing on a big screen right and it was always like new york dolls david boy it was always like the Ramones like, it was really cool like it was a cool montage of videos mm. I know you're mad because it's Morrissey but it's a good idea and it <laughs> like really I don't want them to be cool it rocked though <laughs> are you 50? it rocked it man. rocked <laughs> uh, no but it, it's cool like I like, I like yeah, it yeah. I, I love that uh, song by Johnny Thunders I think it's just a, a good song like that's literally the only reason I put it on that's fair personality crisis I just so thought good. I literally just put Johnny Thunders on I was like yeah, yeah, go find that it. one. It's great. <laughs> Whatever. It's and such then a good song. The next one I put on Bastards of Young by The Replacements. It's a banger. It's such a good I song. I don't know this one. I listened to So the reason I, I put this it. song on is because I had another song saved that I was going to put on and then decided no. This song gets its turn. So the other song that I was going to put on was Corona by The Minutemen. Right. Which is also used as the Jackass theme tune. Yeah. Bastards of Young was the other choice. It was between Bastards of Young and Corona, and I was like, you know what? Today they get the day. (laughs) They get to be on my shitty little playlist. (laughs) So, uh, Bastards of Young, The Replacements, awesome. Like, The Replacements are such a cool band. Yeah. They really are. I don't know who they are. Oh. They're one of these bands I think you would enjoy, Mm -hmm. and then at times you'd hate. Oh, okay. I I can't really understand them. They're just, they're a bit all over the place. I quite like that. It's like, um, Black Lips. Yeah. They're dead like that. Like, their well, last... The Black Lives song on here, I'm sure, as well, isn't it? Is it? Bicentennial Man. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's like uh, their album with like raw meat and stuff on it. I really like that album. And then you go to like the next album, and I'm like, this is fucking hot trash. I <laughs> found the Black Lips that album in particular <laughs> because an old client of mine suggested it to me. Right. Okay. This client was cool. I don't know where he went. I miss him. Wherever you are, please come back. So he was he was American dude, and he in a past life was a stand up comedian in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his chops from Good Charlotte, the guitar player Billy? What's his puss? Benji Madden. No, 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 no Benji. Oh, the other one, the, the, the other ghost, one, the ghost big one. Emo, yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to sell, send him clothes. Like this guy was a big deal. Are you, talk, are you trying to tell me that you shaved Bill Burr's head? No. You're the reason that Bill Burr went bald. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy, he, he got to a point in his like comedy career where MTV were offering him a show of some Fuck sort. Fuck me. And he turned it down because he decided that he didn't want to be in comedy anymore because he didn't enjoy the culture that surrounded it. He didn't like what he saw. He didn't like any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they gave the show to Jerry Springer. You know, the new guy, Jerry Springer, just coming up. He wasn't coming up at the time. He was famous as fuck. And he was just like, oh, that guy doesn't want it. We'll give it to Jerry Springer. I'll do well. That's Holy insane, right? shit. And the guy just gave it up and went back to like university. And for him, man. Like, he's studying law. He was over here doing, like, his master's or his PhD or something. I fucking love that kind of integrity. Oh, me too. I me fucking too. respect the shit out of it. Like, cause... He's actually got albums on Spotify. I can't remember. I can't remember for the life of me what his name is now. Can Scott you look, something. Can you look at historical bookings on your system? I'd just be typing in his first name. <laughs> How um, many Scots walk through your door? A lot. We live in Glasgow. Scott is a very popular <laughs> My name. My dad is called Scott. <laughs> but uh, this is the, there's the reason I found that band, the Black Lips. Right, okay. Uh, it was really cool. I found, but, the, I found the Black Lips because they are the theme tune for a Thrasher TV show. I can't remember what it's called now. Cool. But the replacements are kind of like that band where they are good at points and terrible at others. I mean, a lot of bands do that. Yeah, but uh, they, they do. And but Bass is young. It's a good song. When you actually listen to it, you can imagine it being the Jackass theme tune. Right. Okay. Uh, did you listen to it yet? No. 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 So Wait, like, you know, like obviously the Jackass theme tune. Yeah. So it's like down, 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 down. and then that's when everyone's yeah. like, "Yes." There's a bit in this <laughs> like right away that you're like. <laughs> That's the start of the Could theme. be yes. That's the start of the theme tune. Right, okay. But I love it. It's a good song. That's just like engraved in my fucking mind. Mm. I watch that shit too much. I love it. We put it on in the shop sometimes. What, Jackass? I've not watched it in years, Just the movies, because they're on Netflix and stuff, so it's easy oh, to stick on. Aye. So yeah, we just like stick them. on the Jackass films all day. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. <clears throat> it's just... Dumb. dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. So dumb. And, and Johnny it, Knoxville is just fucking cool. He His is trousers cool. never fit him. Never. And I love it. <laughs> he's he never him. had fucking trousers that He looks fit so him. handsome now that he's got grey hair as well. Yeah. I really kinda, enjoy it. I I love watching people do that like well he just kind of <clears throat> Steve Carell's of the he world. He just kind of stopped dyeing his hair, didn't he? He just yeah. kind of went, "Oh, I know I'm great." Steve Carell was the same cuz he like Mad. he was going bald. Was he? Got that office money. Got it all fixed. Sort of. See, if you watch the first season of The Office, mm. that dude's going bald. Wow. Second season, full head of hair. Nice. <laughs> got that Good office plus. money, fixed his hair. 
kept dying it for whatever reason and then left the office and just stopped dying it and now he is a fucking beautiful silver fox he is a silver fox that's for sure he's so fucking handsome well. it's the end of the episode nice we Ooh. talked for too long again man <sighs> fuck you and your fucking stupid conspiracies well people were asking for them they were asking people have actually been asking for us to do an episode they're not gonna happen that often so we'll do this one this week part two next week and then i'm taking another couple of weeks off and we'll do another one but we'll do one that is nice for my brain we'll maybe do some fucking bullshit one like paul mccartney or something yes please that's what we need a nice one that we know is pretty much bullshit but it's so much fun to get no murder well Paul McCartney is dead. As long as there's smiles on their faces. You <laughs> <laughs> sound like the Joker, man. I fed them some laughing gas. Right, anyway. Oh, well. Cool. Well, we've done all the things. Make sure to do them. Every time. My name is Craig Jemison. I'm Gary Gordon. He's I Gary Gordon. It. He's Gary Gordon. That one over there. That's Gary Gordon. Uh, we will see you next week for part two of Bible John. Like the Blue John. See ya. Bye. Love you, man. Love you too.